I got an uh, I got an opinion about what you can blow and where you can blow it from. <laughs> Is it a man tunnel? That's it in your ass. Whoa! <laughs> you blow it out your ass. I don't know if you're allowed to start a man tunnel at an already established um, orifice. I think no, you're just gonna branch it off and go somewhere the new. The work's already been done. <laughs> don't be branching your man tunnels. You keep your man tunnels tight. Let me tell you about my family. <laughs> Hey everybody, guys, welcome back oh, to Saturday so Morning sorry, Tuesdays. I you threw it to me. Oh Go my god, Rory. What, a, what a terrible here. event has happened. What have you done? I'm going to start this so again. Okay, you can't just talk on top of a, a boy who's done I nothing would never, bad today. I would never. Okay, here we go. Hey, welcome back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming oh my back God, to Rory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is it. We're in the episode now because we have to keep that. We're here. This is Saturday Morning Tuesdays, and Rory said he didn't have a theme, but I guess his theme is that he interrupts me at every turn, and I never get to say anything. And my name's Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And I'm your friendly neighborhood black guy. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how is that how we want we're supposed to address you? Is that what was that what we're doing? I mean, you can call me dumb, but usually people oh, have to okay, pay good, to call good, me good. that. Usually people just hoot like an owl as I fly past them. <laughs> you know what? Fair, 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 fair. I have been known for my owl-like antics. <laughs> and being mocked for them. <laughs> no, but oh I'm Dominic God. Thomas, and I'm joining these kids again. And this time I'm not mad at them, so that'll be a change of pace. That is so nice to hear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Despite our very best effort, when there's there is You know what? There wasn't when... enough animals. The problem was there wasn't spiders, there wasn't fish. This time it was a 40 minute commercial that I watched four hours of. So <laughs> we did not oh, ask God, you to yes. do this. You did your thing again. You did the thing again where yeah, well, we tell you to watch two episodes and you watch like fifty. I need to know how do you choose your episodes? Like what entirely based on oh, like oh dumb. here's a, here's exactly a flow chart. Think. We do we do a, a quick little control F for if there's bees or spiders or mummies. Okay, we have little things that we really we've got like, our things. And we just kind of run through everybody's thing. Austin does the mummies, and I'll look for if there's snakes. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look yeah. for bees, uh, but then we saw the spider one and we fell in love because spiders are kind of bee adjacent. I feel like they're like they're like if we can't get bees, we'll take spiders. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and we, we felt it was appropriate to ask you back because you're sort of our resident spider expert, given how many uh, hours you spent riding them. I I, now, I actually developed my own set of spider powers after watching that many episodes of that show. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of like reading about one of the world wars. Like you just you can't stop halfway through or else you'll never know who wins. <laughs> like you have to you have to go 100. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I think we need to clarify we are not watching Spider Riders today. We are watching Mighty Max. Mm, We're watching yes. Mighty Max. We are diving into that pocket-sized piece of delightful <laughs> entertainment uh, called Mighty. I Max. need to know. I need to know ahead of time, right now. 
other than me, which we, we you know, the, the three of us have talked about, not you, Dom, but I, I have played and owned with the the uh, the Mighty Max toys. Did any of you guys have the Mighty Max toys when you were kids? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I definitely had them, but it was one of those things where I got a Mighty Max kit, um, like right next to the Polly Pocket kits. And within like yeah. 12 hours had lost all the little pieces and was just like, well, I guess I'd never get another one of these. I'll go back to Legos. Like, <laughs> say, so the problem that, the problem with toys that were like Legos and that they weren't Legos was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, right. Yeah. One of these. <laughs> well, I think mm-hmm. that's all toys. That's all toys after a certain period of time. It's like, this is just taking up space. Like, what am I supposed to do with all it's of not adding, these It's things. not adding to the collection. No, not really. I mean, you replace old toys with new toys and then like you still have this weird like emotional attachment to the old ones. And so you just sort of build up like a a dragon gold horde of old action figures until the day you realize you need to give them away. Uh, It's it's really a problem. And I feel like Mighty Max was like that for me, for sure. Except I played the crap out of them when I was using them in the 90s. So those mid 90s, beautiful times. And I got I got easily the money's worth out of it that my parents spent because I also had a lot of Polly Pockets and they would do crossover plays and my Max uh-huh. would go over to the Polly Pocket and Polly Pocket would go on adventures. It was like dope. Eldritch Eldritch Adventures with Polly Pocket. And her <laughs> yeah. un, unsanctioned you, uh, journeys. You were a much more organized child than any other child on the rest of the planet. <laughs> and I highly recommend several years of extreme counseling over this. Because well, that and not, many other things. If you did not lose every single piece except for the weird <laughs> clamshell foldy bits from yeah. every Mighty Max oh God, toy yeah. you were ever bought within 12 hours, I'm pretty sure you're a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Mighty Max was like the real dominion of the birthday party. My, Mighty <laughs> Max was like the thing you could get for an affordable amount of money for, you know, to the other kid the in third the grade yeah, to, to kind of knock it out of the park. But also, mm-hmm. like, the other aspect is, like, oh, Trevor, did you already have the snake one? Oh. Yeah. Oh, or Oops. two kids got him the mummy one. Oh, boy. <laughs> just just uh, give me another squirt gun. Happened. Yeah. Give me another uh-huh. super soaker and moonwalk yep. out the room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about, this is, this is a TV show. It's called Mighty Max. And it was based on a toy line, which obviously we've been talking about for a little while. The toy line came out in 92 and the show came out in 93. Uh, and I think the show, I'm not, am, am I pulling this out of my ass? It had two seasons or it have three? Two. I think it's just two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't, I played with the toys a lot more than I watched the show. And I'm pretty sure that's true with like all consumers across America. Uh, Nobody really ended up watching this very much. Uh, It was solely to um, advance the sales of the, at the time, extremely successful toys. Uh, However, now I'm looking at this show and we're all kind of on the same page here. It is pretty good. Kind of rocks. It's not bad as long as there's nothing else on. Like it is yeah. it is just enough of a cartoon to qualify as not a commercial. And I'm still having <laughs> a really hard time. I'm having a real hard time pushing it over. The the issue that I had is just like I, I and I got some fan theories to throw in this as well. First off, Mighty Max is Miss Frizzle's kid. Hands down. <laughs> I watched the first oh. eight episodes. 
I watched like the first, like, uh, like most of the first season and we meet his mom, but that was clearly a plant hired by Miss Frizzle because Mighty Max is, is the, is the triforce of courage in a world that doesn't need it. Like it is straight up wisdom, power, courage for the, the team. And What's he happening? just, Wait. he just mobs through and does whatever he wants. And then it just happens to work. It's Miss Frizzle's strange kid, demon triforce has floated down into our podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Hooting his strange, his strange yeah. predictions. Is that an this owl? Is, is there an owl yeah. in here? This is seven owls in a trench coat. So simmer down. <laughs> simmer down. Like oh my it is God. it wasn't it wasn't bad, like, but it just wasn't much. It's a total nothing show, but it had some real fun moments. I mean, we picked mm-hmm. we picked two fucking Gonzo episodes, so that helps. Yeah, um, uh, I think what it did was satisfy a young, the right target demographic, the the sort of uh, the need for a little darkness, for like a little bit mm-hmm. of like uh, people with swords that actually like cut into things. And when you're when you're on the precipice of like wanting like cool teen entertainment and also still being a kid, like this this sort of dipped into a little bit of violence and horror that uh, would have been fun, I think, for for the yeah. right age group. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. as long as Power Rangers doesn't come on, because if Power Rangers came on, I'm out. Sure. Yeah, you switch sure. the channel, but 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 it's <laughs> not it's not on because you know the broadcasting network they do they do specific they they have they have plans you know they don't they they need to make sure that people watch their show so they don't put it on at the same time as something you know as as American powerhouse. The Japanese Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I I didn't know until way too late in life that the, that was a Japanese show that was ported over. <laughs> like I I I knew that the Japanese watched Power Rangers, but I was pretty sure that Zach was the coolest black guy in Japan for like a really long time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you, I, I mean, I haven't we haven't watched a whole lot of the natural ones or native ones or what, uh, whatever the appropriate term is for ones that are watch them in their na- language from the place they're from. Yeah. They seem to be kind of reveling in a kind of American energy, even if it's not specific. Mm-hmm. They might oh, they might oh. not be literally this is what it would be like to be an American, but <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Mighty Max is Manifest Destiny incarnate. Dude walks oh, sure. through time. Dude walks through time like a mediocre white guy, just with the confidence of a thousand sons. Oh, like a baseball cap. I I had an opposite reaction to that. I, I mean, he does have the confidence and the mediocrity of of your of your standard white man, but um, <laughs> I felt like they placed him in the show with a little less gravitas than I'm used to from my Hunter Steels and 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 these. Yeah, uh, he, he's not he's not particularly successful or strong or smart. He's just he's just kind he's of the, got teen energy that the, the, the show needs. Sure. He's got the good teen he, energy. He's the <laughs> triforce of courage. He's the he's not he's not the other ones. He's not power. He's not no. wisdom. He's literally mm-hmm. just like, hey, baby, let's uh, do the thing. It'll be fine. And I was just like, what? And then, you know what <laughs> Max sounds like? Is like He sounds like a coked up Hollywood agent at all times. Yeah. Oh, God. He oh, sounds God, yes. heavy on coke. He's just, you know what we should do? Okay. This is what you got. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on. Hear me out. We're going to save these people. It's going to be great. No, 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 no. no. We got to fight him. We got to jump out of the plane. Oh, boy. <laughs>
All right, everybody, we are diving into our first portal here, which is Mighty Max Season 1, Episode 9, and the title of that episode, and stop me when you can kind of guess why we picked an episode, <laughs> um, looking at Wikipedia summaries. Uh, the title of this episode is Less Than 20,000 Squid Heads Under the Sea. Uh, and here's the summary of that. Uh, Max, Virgil, Norman, and a rich Texan travel dig, dig, underwater. Dig, 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 there it is. That's, that's my... That's my that, that's my Achilles heel is adding a rich Texan to a show. Add a rich Texan, yeah. Even though he's kind of more like Colonel Sanders, um, <laughs> a little more of a, a farther east, um, mm-hmm. but uh, deeper south, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, Max Virgil Norman and rich, rich Texan travel underwater in a submarine to battle a giant octopus. <laughs> it's a giant squid um, that is responsible for capturing and destroying ships. Oil tankers, actually. Uh, while underwater, the group encounters a squid civilization. Yeah. So how are, how are we not going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Do you understand the ecological disaster that goes down when 10 oil tankers are ripped apart <laughs> under the sea? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. the world of Mighty Max is over. Like, it, it, it starts over. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, So I want to say something real fast before we get into this episode. I want to point out that of all the like white boy preteen heroes that we've seen in animation, I think Max is the first one that isn't a piece of shit. He I think no, he does suck, but I I like that they don't give him every hat to wear. No, and I think he I think he sucks in more in more like benign ways. But he relatably sucks. He sucks in the way I believe a 12 year old sucks. Yeah, he's, he's he sucks got, in the way that none of his jokes are funny, <laughs> and he makes them a lot. And I just was so unaffected by anything he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that in that way he sucks, but he does have nice moments, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to yeah. them when they when they crop up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's got he's got some heart, and he cares about people, and he doesn't really think twice when it comes to like saving people. Like I don't know, he's got he's got a good like positive hero energy that i do appreciate that doesn't feel like he's just trying to be like a sass machine constantly at the same time right you know like he doesn't lose track of what's going on and what's actually at stake in a moment uh yeah which i, I do I like a sonic he is kind of he is kind of diarrheaing out one-liners but uh <laughs> yes but no i i get what you it's mean it's like sonic after a chili dog he is, he is just like sonic after a <laughs> what, chili dog what what episode of sonic did you watch i don't want to be on that show we watched <laughs> we watched five we watched... episodes of sonic at the very beginning of our podcast it, 2 years the ago the premise of the of the show was when we launched it was to really try to give all the shows we picked their due diligence and try to get through like a season or something and made it exactly four episodes into sonic and being like woof <laughs> we had to instantly pull the plug yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let it be known that that was a two-to-one vote. It was a two-to-one vote. Democracy reigns supreme. <laughs> Thank you, democracy. Yeah, some of our institutions are still still working as intended. Yeah, so this one, this one, they uh, we sort of, uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of, it, every episode of Mighty Max starts with, like, we see the monster or the bad guy of the episode, and we usually, it seems like, see them attack a civilian, and maybe they die grisly They ways. usually ice somebody, I think. Definitely. <laughs> and I'll say this about, about Mighty Max. Mighty Max's adventures are the exact same adventures you had with the toys before the show came out. In fact, I'm not convinced 
that there weren't tracking devices and like bugs inside the little toy kits. Oh like my recording. God. Because how many times are you in the bathtub, Andy, with your Mighty Max <laughs> playing with your dick, being like, it's a Kraken! <laughs> I'm telling you right now, these the 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 one-liner like vomit, the the level of like stakes and the adventure that's going on, the casual death of civilians that doesn't seem to have any ramifications to anybody's actual feelings, even the other civilians. Like yeah. it is a it is basically like a nine to twelve year old mid nineties boys, fan, like just just playing, not even yeah. fantasy, yeah. just just playing. Well, that's the interesting thing about how the show was designed is because each episode, on according to Wikipedia, has a link that says what set inspired the episode. So they're literally building episodes based on a specific set, and so yeah, in that way, you're kind of guaranteed to have an interesting set piece at least at some mm-hmm. point in the episode because it was a literal set piece yeah mm-hmm. uh so so if, if we haven't already covered this because i think we haven't the basic premise of mighty max is that this kid somehow is chosen to be the next like mighty one and the i guess bearer? yeah the cap bearer Thank you. <laughs> uh, and he's he's given this like magical baseball cap that can allow him to sort of travel through like wormhole portals uh, and he can teleport across space and time. I'm sort of paraphrasing the Wikipedia page, but it, it does help to sort of this show Which is, is completely strange, off the wall. Yeah, because he hangs out with uh, he hangs out with an ogre and a chicken wizard. So I don't know what he's bringing. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's bringing to the table. OK. All right. Slow down. Simmer down. Simmer down. One is a chicken wizard. The other one is just a big dude. He's like, a very not, big man. Not an actual. There are actual ogres in the world. Okay, I just don't want enough. it to be confused. True, a fair <laughs> distinction. Um, it's also important to mention that Max, we talked about how Max kind of sucks, but he is also, he joins the ranks of other characters who have their first initial on the clothing that they're wearing. Yes, um, the, 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 the halls of... of Orko and and <laughs> like the the best characters all have their initials. Yeah, Max Max um also the obviously has an toy M. was designed first shows. Yeah. His <laughs> his shirt has an M but in the first episode which I saw a tiny bit of uh before he gets the hat he was still wearing his own a shirt with an M on it. Like he was still <laughs> Oh yeah 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 yeah. He was yeah, still yeah. self-branded before he even was a hero. Um, and, and right. what- Let's not get it twisted about the hat. The hat is basically a tracking device for people to surprise him with portals. It's not It seems like a monkey pockers. I'm, I'm, yeah. 10, I'm 10, 12 episodes in, and I'm telling you right now, dude walks around a corner and just gets hit with portals. It, and other people can fall through these portals. The hat's just a tracking device so they can hit him with them. Like, that's yeah. all that hat is. And that's kind of a funny game that they play where it's this kind of almost recurring joke of of chicken wizard and and the, <laughs> okay, and his the, name's the chunk man i know it's um, virgil and norman we gotta say virgil it and norman i guess um as a way to just keep fucking with max in his real life to just you know there's there's not some sort of magic summoning ritual that max does and he gets to be a cool powerful person he just kind no, it's like gets, walk into the bathroom to take a piss and then trip into the tub and oh there's a portal in the tub and now we're in spain it's like right <laughs> like fucking oh, and, it seems kind of harrowing. End of the year fourteen hundred. 
Like yeah, staying right. the fourteen hundred. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's how this episode starts off, where Max is playing football with the school team. No, it's it's gym class, which I liked that he's not just like also a football star. It's gym yeah, class. Sure. Sure. It's a um, it's a nice I, touch of subtlety from a show that you I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like a, also a football star. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. I did also just realize that they never resolved that football thread that doesn't no, actually because the chicken wizard created a, a special play that will summon the portal it was <laughs> created a football play that creates a portal that shoots max into into scotland yeah 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 so max max is running with the ball or whatever and towards the or trying to catch the ball towards the end zone and then goes through a portal and then he's he's outside there's of a Scottish really castle. fun little americana line too where oh my god uh, yes max is max is imagining himself as like they'll be talking about me they'll say who's that guy from the niners and yeah, uh, oh, oh and what's his gets, name oh what's his name and he gets then he gets zapped over to scotland and and the and the scotsmen are just talking about like hey there's a uh, look at that kid he looks Where like from oh, the niners he looks yeah <laughs> It's a great little joke. It's a good I combat. really liked it. I was I was completely caught off guard by the actual quality humor at that moment that I Ooh. like tuned back in. <laughs> you know, there's kind of a there's kind of a malaise that we develop on this show, I think, like a a, a sort of detachment that we have to have from this bad You harden your heart so you can't be hurt again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you yes. slowly open up the clamshell after yeah. say a fish police. You really kind of <laughs> try to I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I've, I've served you with papers and about talking about that show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We can't do that. I will. Yeah. I will enforce the restraining order. <laughs> Hearing that joke was kind of like the people in Pleasantville seeing color for the first time. I was like, oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, the rest of it didn't keep up that humor level. Like it was, it was, it was always kind of like okay humor, but that was it fell into it fell back into it fell back into cartoon one liners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think we'll find with both of these episodes, we we talk about a lot on this show, especially when watching this kind of show about nonsense. Uh, We call it nonsense. It's just when there's action and there's not a lot of like story moving forward. It's just big action set pieces and stuff. I think Mighty Max is built around nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost entirely nonsense, and yet it, it it still manages to make it interesting because the characters are doing kind of fun things, and they keep it tied into like, you know, the the character traits and the stakes at hand and whatever. They're they're doing a pretty decent job. Uh, also, all we... the voice actors are giving it a hundred ten percent, kind of all the time. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll give you that. You know, I'll give you that. The voice acting was really fun. Yeah, Tony uh, J. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love Tony J. Tony J is my boy. Uh, he does Virgil. He does the the chicken wizard. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, he he's so, so good. I, if you know what Tony J sounds like, just imagine him talking normally. And imagine that's Virgil. him as a chicken wizard. <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Imagine Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame as a chicken wizard. Exactly. <laughs> In the heart of the Scottish Highlands. Virgil. Hey, Normie. What's up, guys? What's going on? What am I doing here? Fulfilling destiny, mighty one. I diagram that play to bring you here. Presently, I fear no less than the world itself is hanging in the cosmic balance. Yeah, so what else is new? So after summoning Max to Scotland for basically no reason, they portal to the middle of the sea. 
yeah. What's up with the double portals? What what what's up with this crossroads nonsense? Really messy. Except for, except for to sell more toys. It's just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah, maybe yeah. that Scotland toy didn't sell very well. <laughs> Yo, the sheep that opens up and it's just the Highlands in there and a couple shepherds. <laughs> hey guys, uh, we're gonna need to get six more commercials in this episode. Is that cool? Yeah, we can squeeze it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a messy part is is yeah, because, yeah, he goes to the he goes to Scotland. He meets his his mom and mom or, you know, his chicken, his <laughs> his, his chicken, mom. His <laughs> chicken <laughs> parents. He meets his chicken parents, um, which is the chicken wizard Virgil. And then our sort of Conan, the barbarian uh, hero, Virg, or Norman. And and it should um, be mentioned once, and then we can forget about it. That Norman is kind of like this hero who doesn't die; like he's sort of like a weird immortal who is sworn to Highlander. protect the the current mighty one. So this is his job. He's the guardian. He's the right. triforce of power. He's dumb Ganon. Yep. And Ganon's already <laughs> yeah. dumb. <laughs> yeah, and and generally he's chill. He's just he, kind of yeah. chill. Non-committal. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, it, it's it's fun having it, it. It's another great little moment, not moment, but uh, touch of subtlety in a show that is is so very unsubtle. Where Norman is great at everything, and he's a uh, hundred feet tall and got he's got a, <laughs> and, and and abs as long as the Grand Canyon. But like <laughs> his job is to protect a shitty little twelve year old. Like that's funny. He's so, yeah, he funny. could be he could be out there crushing it twenty four seven. But his only job is to hang out with a kid for all time, for all forever time. <laughs> uh-huh. He has to hang out with a kid, and his chicken was. <laughs> so we meet we meet this uh, we we get some we get a lot of plot very quickly. We meet this this sort of. I mean, in any other show, I'd call him like an old timey prospector, but instead he's like a a southern businessman who's really into oil, and he owned a lot of tankers. Jail in the Pettibone's name, Ollie to my pals, all's my business, Ollie Oil. Might say it's my life. In fact, I do say it's my life. Anywho, whole slew of my oil tankers done gone missing around here. Well, I said to myself, self, if you're rich enough to lose tankers, you ought to be rich enough to find them too, don't you think? Never mind, it's a rhetorical question. I figure they went down. Or up. And if this here experimental submersible can't find a well, I'll just have to build me a spaceship. It's so funny. It's so funny. He's it, the first little the first little moment we get is he's he's uh, he surfaces in the ocean conveniently uh, for no real reason or prompting. But it whatever it gets us to the episode uh, after after our boys and uh, and 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 foul have have landed in <laughs> in in the ocean he his submarine services they join him and and they find out they're on the same mission they're sitting around his kitchen table uh talking shop an alarm goes off and he pulls a uh what's the what's the periscope a yeah. periscope comes yeah. out of a glass chandelier on a submarine <laughs> That was fun. It's such an obscene demonstration of opulent wealth that is. Did somebody just so write funny. down his name or remember? Because it was hard oh, yeah. for me to hear it clearly because he speaks really quickly. His name's Jay Oleander Pettibone, but his friends call him Ollie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Ol is his life, oil. And then he calls oh. him Ollie Oil, and for and he says <laughs> Ollie Oil, and and for the rest of the episode, I was waiting for a punchline that never came about how all of his tankers were carrying olive oil. <laughs> yeah, I I do like that he's you know I'm an oil man, but it's like cooking oil. And yeah, but we never that's actually kind of a funny get... angle, but they didn't really make a meal out of it. Not at all. 
and es- and especially since later they blow up a tanker, so it's flammable. Which I mean, mm-hmm. olive oil is, but maybe not explosion underwater level of flammable. Anyway, yeah. uh, he's he's hilarious. When those alarms go off, it's like a big shark that's attacking them, and he does say a big old nasty shark. Yeah, and was nasty the return shark. Of nasty shark. <laughs> <laughs> nasty <laughs> shark is a is a is a pod favorite, an old friend of the show from Dinosaurs days, and I was very happy and to fish see police. him return. This and is, thrice, this is the thrice occurrence. <laughs> the, Nasty the seals are broken. Uh, <laughs> oh no! The planets have aligned. <laughs> and we, the three nasty the sharks the shark. from across the ages of nasty shark <laughs> blue eyes white no. nasty shark <laughs> we learn here that the submarine has like an electric charge that it uses yeah. to shock the shark nasty um, shark shock the nasty shark um <laughs> but it's not uh you know a few seconds before they've run into a giant squid. I mean, they basically. Uh, I just wanted everywhere. to. I just wanted to highlight the funniest line to me in the episode was that electrocution moment where he's like, <laughs> he hits the shark with twenty thousand dollars of the best electricity money can buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "Do something. Ain't nothing I can't do. I'm Jay Oleander Pettibone. I'm rich, boy." Huh? And then he literally just starts throwing cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, I gotta say, I gotta say, before we met him, he was the most competent person in the universe. He's oh, yeah. one he's one man driving a, a high tech almost future tech level submarine that has the like a ship's wheel. Yeah. It has like a full kitchen in it and all sorts of stuff. Like like that's a twenty man operation the- in much more cramped quarters. But this dude is just one man in it, and I gotta respect it. The other fun moment of this is when is when there's an aside between Virgil and Max uh, that maybe that maybe Ollie's a little he's a little bit of a wild man, yeah, <laughs> a little wackadoo, and and he overhears them <laughs> and is like, "What's that you say, boy? Uh, nothing, Jay. Uh, just talking to my chicken here." <laughs> and that's the first time Virgil's addressed as like without like kind of the honorific of he's clearly a wizard. Is like <laughs> right, <laughs> but that's something in most episodes. In most episodes, he's referred to as a chicken at least twice. It's true. It's mm-hmm. fair. Now the plot takes a, a a big turn here. They get attacked by the giant squid. They have to like escape. Max somehow knows how to pilot this submarine. All of a sudden, and he again with a ship's wheel that does <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, that's, that a little, that's a little bit of white it, boy, just like white boy I, competence. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how many times have you ca- found yourselves as um, as uh, as white folks? You? Have you ever as just stumbled folks, into have succeeding? You ever, <laughs> have you ever just been able to do anything? <laughs> like get a bank loan, have good credit, <laughs> get a job. Dom, I can tell you, I can tell you with certainty, Dom, that if I were to be presented with this situation, I wouldn't know what to do. But I'm sure it'd come to me. and that's that right there that right there that's your superpower there it is manifest destiny (laughs) captain fail upwards (laughs) no but i mean the triforce of courage has some power and it gets him through a lot of these things yes Uh, but then they find like some sort of undersea squid atlantis i'll triforce anything once i i 
Can we? All right. I'm, well, I'm that was that, <laughs> that was the most, in crickets. No, 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 that was the most Mighty Max moment of this entire podcast. That was the one. We just captured it. We captured the essence of what it was like to watch the show. You're not mad. Yeah. You're just disappointed. You don't know what to say. <laughs> Uh, there's this, there's this whole city underwater that they find that apparently for a thousand years, these like pacifistic, adorable little scared squid people have been trapped here by the giant squid because they can't get out. Uh, and they're just like, yeah, it's cool though. (laughs) I mean, we'd like to leave, but eh, that's scary. Um, and that, I mean, that's sort of like the second half of the episode is like they, they, you know, Max realizes that this is probably why they're here. They're here to save these squid people. And so now they got to figure out how to deal with the giant squid so that the the little baby squids can get out. <laughs> it, there is a fun detail that we meet the leader of these squid people, and they're shocked that the leader can speak English. Oh, you mean and Calamaris? This is great. Yeah, Calamaris. Um, you think he's related to Biscotti Calamari? We have to stop. I, uh, Dom it, is going to leave. It, uh, it. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking all the money you make on this episode. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, oh, no. yeah. We can promise that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Yo, what were you but so say? the this leader has learned English because of the trash that's thrown away, it's and then so they pick funny. it up and have just like read the garbage and learned <laughs> have learned English by approximation. Um, <laughs> which could have been. I mean, they could have gotten some other jokes out of that if they had, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Introduced weird vocabulary based on based on trash, <laughs> based on refuse. Yeah, it's like yeah. It, like like based on ingredient lists. Like they know exactly yeah, sure. what potassium uh. benzoate <laughs> is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But but no, they don't. You know, it's a cool it's a cool detail. Um. And uh, you know, there's there's some conflict between um some of the the other members of the party who aren't Max. Uh, being loud and angry and trying to sort of scare the squids and then max is kind of like let's be chill let's just be chill be cool let's be cool and this is my favorite moment he is like like the calamaris the leader is obviously very scared but max just goes up and he's like you know what (laughs) here's the deal we're gonna be best friends This is what's going to happen. I'm going to show you around my crib. It's lots of fun. Babes like you wouldn't believe. And the, yeah, the calamari guy's funny. like, that sounds nice. Babes, you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did find it a little confusing that uh, the monster of the week is a giant squid. Then there's these squid people. And the two are seemingly completely unrelated. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't I talk about it. because the set. I think that's because the set had oh, squid people, had squid people so they and had then it, a giant people. squid shape, and so they yeah. had to kind of. But I am uh, disappointed because I looked at a picture of the set, and in the set, uh, Max rides like like manta rays, and he didn't ride a single manta ray in this episode. No manta rays in this. I couldn't make you, it you understand how expensive it is to animate <laughs> manta rays. <laughs> this you have this to get show a special made artist of, from Italy. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure this show was actually made with the leftover animations from other shows. <laughs> what do you got? You got a big squid? All right, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> like Space Ghost. Maybe Space yeah. Ghost battled a giant squid. Can, we can do that. Can somebody explain to me the the their plan to escape from the cave? Because it gets a little messy from here. Which plan? Are you talking about the part where they electrocute the squid? 
or I blow mean, them just up. basically well, well, from here to the end of the episode, well, it's like they there, Dom's got you. There yeah. wasn't a plan. What ended up happening is they fucked up and made the tiny little hole too big. Like, and and the whole reason that they were in there wasn't that they couldn't get out, was that the big squid couldn't get in. Yeah, and, right. Which, which, I don't know if you know this about the cephalopod family. Yeah, they can get in wherever but the, they are. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Only thing stopping them is their beak, and that, 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 those rocks weren't going to stop it. Anyways, I'm sorry. Um, I know. They, well, there's, uh, a, there's a whole thing about light, about how it's, a, it does, uh, it's drawn to light, and so they were going to, like... Go in the that, dark that's places. Some, that, that, that's something they literally make up later as they're fighting it. Like it's not it does yeah, not yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it goes to the surface and attacks ships, it attacks them twenty thousand leagues under the sea, and attack they just make up a rule randomly. So um Wild Bill Hitchcock is finally just like, <laughs> Yippie Kaye, I'm getting out of here, jumps in his little boomerang uh electro ship and starts flying out. Max hops in and tries to stop him in an incredibly violent fashion uh, for a 12-year-old kid. And they wreck, they crash into the side of the cave and drop the walls. Now yeah. there's nothing stopping Big Squid from coming in and just crackening all over everybody. So now mm-hmm. they have to turn around and deal with it. Um, and that, 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 there was no plan. It was, it was something that happened to them. Right. They were never, yeah, they no, were never Norman... trying to save these people. Yeah, no, Norman's fighting up with a lamp, uh, with a fish <laughs> lamp post. I, I um, liked that because Norman, it's, it felt, it felt very much to me like Norman was like, ah, I found a way to be relevant this episode. <laughs> I can hit yeah. it with something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, so he's like, sure, I'll do that. Uh, and he branches the lamp post, but that doesn't really work. I mean, he ends up luring the squid out with the light. And then everything, co- uh, sort of culminates with, uh, Ollie gets really scared. He's really scared of what's happening uh, and specifically scared of Max's pl- new plan, which is to go over to one of the downed tankers full of oil and use mm. the last of their electric shock to cause it to explode. And Ollie realistically and reasonably is fucking terrified of that uh, <laughs> because in any real situation, they would die. Uh, but somehow it works. They go and they do it and they blow up the squid uh, and, you know, boom, boom, bam. Done. I feel like I feel like this is an important moment uh, note on that. Like in most tasers that have like long range projectile mode to shock people. No, 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 no. This is a cattle prod strapped to the front of the thing. They blew the <laughs> tanker up while touching it. They were yeah, touching it. And the giant Kraken-esque cephalopod was blown to tiny little bits. And they were just fine. Cool guys don't look at like explosions. Just, yeah, just swim the shockwave out of there. Yeah, yeah, you don't even see it. They don't even have the decency of showing you the ship leaving. They're just fine later. Just It's great. <laughs> there is a nice moment at the end here where um Max talks to the squid people and he's he's also there with with Ollie Pettibone and uh he's saying uh, as soon as he's clearly been the one who saved the day but he tells all the squid people with like out an ounce of sarcasm. He's like it's all thanks to your bravery. Like he think he genuinely thanks all the squid people, like thanks to your bravery, and then to Pettybone, like and also yours. Um, well, he has this weird rallying cry too, where he's like he wants to go to war with the giant squid, and yeah, uh, braces everybody for the fact that they're not all going to make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but he's just he, it was sort of I think other other protagonists would have 
I don't know, like maybe taking a little bit of a moment for themselves or recognize that like, yeah, I kind of did uh, save the day there. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's he seems very selfless in that moment with without any kind of wink. And yeah, uh, that was surprisingly yeah. nice. Those are the moments where I do. I do really like Max. Mm hmm. Uh, we also they, they go to leave the the cave and they're there with Pettibone and, and Pettibone. Um, wants to draw like contracts. Now, don't you worry none about the movie rights, partners. I got me a sweetheart deal. We'll split 70 30. <laughs> Folks, not gonna believe this adventure, but with you to back me up, we'll clean up at the box office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is not the first time that we've had um, TV writers being way more knowledgeable about contracts than literally <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Yeah, kids. What are kids like? <laughs> Paperwork <Sweetheart> deals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never, you oh, ever, hey, hey, kid. You ever signed your name on something? <laughs> I don't even know cursive yet. Oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, leave in the middle of that, and and that's kind of the end of the episode. Except for a little tag at the end. A final oh, the sailor says there. There's a sailor says at the end where Max talks about. It's the 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 look. The show's educational aspect, and this might be one of the most existentially terrifying ones that I've seen, <laughs> um, because you can't really do a show that embellishes and goes supernatural as much as this does, and then at the end say like, "Oh yeah, and and giant squids are real. Uh, <laughs> they're they're definitely real, um, and they're gonna come into your bedroom." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like what they they didn't do any sort of like, well, real giant squids are only, you know, may not be as big as the ones on our program. Uh, No, it's just literally we saw this like, you know, 8000 mile long giant squid. And then it's like, hey, yeah, they're real. They're real and they eat meat. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) But that that was the moment though that that made me truly believe that this is Miss Frizzle's only legitimate child. Like mm-hmm. that moment of just like, hi, welcome. Uh, you know, the magic school bus slash weird hat portals are super scary sometimes. But, you know, it's worse in real life. OK, bye, kids. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so we've got Dom on the show. And aside from aside from his uh, his uh, his his owl, his owl like ability to to scrutinize television with the best of them. Uh, I, <laughs> Another interesting uh, aspect of, of watch. So we we were watching these cartoons as as uh, you know, just regular adults, single and, unattached uh, men, sing, single unattached men. You take and that back. What I what I wanted to s- to set up was I was curious if the ability to or just the ability to watch these with you know with a, with a, with your own. Pr- your own progenation, your own little, your own little seed. Uh, it all, it, it all. Uh... You want to know about children in cartoons and parenting? No, but no, but uh, I want to know if if you find either sort of like a secondary value. Like I don't know if you're watching them with your son or if you're just able to appreciate them differently. <sighs> either or. Uh, uh, okay, so there's a lot of cartoons that I've watched when I was a child that I made sure that my kids saw. Would like, never that, see. That, that, it, that, it was, that was important. But th- like shows like this, my child will never know they exist. Okay. I will never. I would never. Uh, because here's the here's the great fear of all parents that your child will love something. 
it's not it's not that they will love something that you don't like. It's not that they'll uh, love something that you love. It's that they will love anything. Because yeah. then that is the only thing that you are allowed to care about for six minutes to 12 years, depending mm-hmm. on how deep on the spectrum or like how OCD they are or how obsessive they can become. Like it is, it is, it is absolutely terrifying. And when my child decided that Minecraft was our three year long addiction right now, which I avoided playing for a really long time because of my Lego addiction as a child. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm deep in, I'm hundreds of hours into my Minecraft right now. I just made it to the nether a little while ago and, and, and I can't find, I like, I'm, Congrats. I'm deep, I'm deep into Minecraft right now, but like, I, I try to experience things before they experience them so that I will be ready for the questions that they might be able to come up with, which you never are. They are so no. much better than you as people. <laughs> <laughs> like, as, as just being humans, they don't have the hangups that you do. They don't have the qualms oh. of exploring things mentally. So they are able to find something inside something and ask you about it in a way that you're not ready to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we've, we've gone through a lot of cartoon phases. Um, right now they actually just discovered, um, the cats and dogs movies, which are the <laughs> creepy, hyper realistic cats and dog uh, face movie, talkie movie oh things boy. on the Netflix. <laughs> and it's one of those things like I wake up at like eight o'clock in the morning sometime and I just hear, I don't know about that spike. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Because I know the rest of my day is going to be filled with questions about yeah, dogs. I'm kind, and, of, like, I'm kind of cloistered from the weird collection of children's animation and children's car- stuff in general on Netflix, where mm-hmm. I only ever see it every once in a while when I've scrolled just a little too long. Uh-huh. And, it's, but, and it starts being like, what do you watch the show about the ladybug? But my kid, <laughs> my kid is nine right now, which means that we've we've done I've I've survived most of the truly like teeth grittingly annoying shows possible um Mm -hmm. what was that octonauts 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 started really good but after like the 95th time of i was like no um (laughs) sorry my co-parent was yelling at me from the other room because we were listening to but uh but yeah so um we survived a lot of the like the deep repetitive cartoons and they are nine now, so they want new information, they want new shows, we're not doing rewatching a lot, or as much as we used to be. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. You're not wearing but, out the uh, Aladdin VHS tape the, the same uh, way that... I'm, I'm sorry, they don't know what a VH tape is. A VHS well, tape sure. Is. They, that sure. Sh- that, that, Metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> not not burning, the, burning the data down to the core. Uh, <laughs> no. No, but... Um, They've always, I've, I've always also really respected my kids' taste in, in shows to a degree. The first movie they ever walked out on was Planes. Um, oh, oh nice. smart. They, they nice straight choice. up, they straight, we were in the theater watching it and I was like, I was like, how much popcorn do I have to stuff in my mouth before I can't breathe? And they just turned <laughs> to us and were like, Hey, can we go? I was, I was <laughs> gaslit from a, from a very young age about my tastes. They were already yeah. kind of like arcane and too old for my time, but then also, <laughs> then also, my parents would listen to Prairie Home Companion on the radio and insist I'd get it when I'm older. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but no. Think- um, we also have we also are fortunate to have a lot of people who developed things that were awesome. 
Like when the uh, Bat Commander from the Aquabats made Yo Gabba Gabba, which was mm-hmm. a baller, which was a baller show. Like all of these like early stage zennials or late stage zennials, early stage millennials that became parents around the time that I did and also were in producing like kind of uh, areas have really been going out there and making things that don't make you want to kill yourself. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I yeah, have noticed. It's quite nice. Yeah. And then there's I, also I just like shut up and watch this anime with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're we're looking at Dog Tanyan and the Musket Hounds or whatever like <laughs> bullshit, whatever bullshit came out from like 1979 to 1996. Well, well it's think... such a it's such a fascinating period of time to be making. Well, basically any kind of like post, uh, you know, into this into into the modern era, or as we'll define the modern era where we have all these adults who have never parenting books weren't a thing when they were kids, they were thrown around the house like rag dolls. And then all of a sudden they've got a job that says, make something kids will like. like, All I liked as a kid was not being thrown around the house. (laughs) (laughs) These people were so woefully inequipped to be making children's broadcasting. And for the most part, uh, failed abysmally. And then Mr. Rogers was next to them being like, guys, it's not that hard. Just, <laughs> Just treat yes. them like you would treat a friend, except for your But these people are life. abused wolves and like, no, yeah. what they want is they want to watch. They want to watch a banana fight a helicopter. <laughs> I, I, well, I'd, I'd watch. I would watch that. Austin's on board. Yeah, let's get back to let's get back to our main the main the main segment of our show, Mighty Max. We watched Mighty Max season two, episode eight. Along came Arachnoid. <laughs> uh, Norman oh, must ding, face. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's when we <laughs> that's when we fell in love. Uh, Norman must face one of his few fears, spiders. When Max and company find themselves confronting a mutated scientist obsessed with spiders, determined <laughs> to stop Max and crew, the scientist calling himself Dr. Arachnoid, releases a two-story tall spider on them. Max figures that the only way he can make Norman face the spider is to place himself in the creature's path, forcing the Guardian to defend him. But is he right? Yeah, he was right. It's the Triforce of Courage. He's never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, I think I want to put in a vote for Dr. uh, for Arachnoid being the best villain that we've ever had on the show. I don't know if Ollie counts as a villain. He's a complicated hero, but I love yeah. both of our, I love both of our, uh, strange, thing. our Eccentri- strange, our extra Southern eccentrics. He's a Southern eccentric. Yes. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Like I, I barely, I, I can't give Arachnoid that much credit because all Arachnoid is, is every single Spider-Man villain. I he's docked octopus. He's uh, he's crocodile. He's, he's yeah. He's every single Spider-Man villain crushed into one body. Now this yep. this I'll have to say is a, a biased inter- a biased love of a of a very specific and I don't think fully intentional joke. But 
after after a chicken wizard and uh, and a, and a behemoth of a man and a teleporting <laughs> little boy w- warp across space and time. Uh, Max asks the chicken wizard, where are we? And in a, in a completely deadpan, he just says, Seattle. <laughs> and then that's the end of the bit. Nobody's yeah. like, wow. He's just like, oh, oh. oh okay. And the space yeah. needle is behind him. The space needle is behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Rep in Seattle. I did not know. We did not know ahead of time that this episode would have our, our, our beautiful town of Seattle in it. Our, our home turf. We didn't. But it is the most completely unappreciated answer there's it's just no follow-up <laughs> oh sure yeah. and they do nothing with it being in seattle it, really it's true no aside from referencing the space needle being this is some sort of space needle joke yeah it's a sight gag and also no. the spider web goes from the space needle all the way to the ground in front of them with it but the scaling is really weird the scaling yeah. is really weird <laughs> is yeah. that on denny maybe Things set in Seattle. I don't know if other people from other cities that aren't L.A. or New York that find themselves being a frequent, you know, uh, a frequent enough set for for other for shows Mm -hmm. uh, and movies. Seattle people have this weird obsession with making sure we constantly remember it's in Seattle, lest we forget this isn't. I don't know. (laughs) Got to see that space needle. It's uh, they're always. I, I I. I don't know if I just don't pick up on it as much or I just tune it out when people mention places in New York, but it yeah. always it's uh, it seems like you can't have a show or a movie in Seattle without, you know, saying 10 times some sort of <laughs> some landmark to make sure we know you got you earned your street cred. It's weird to think <laughs> about, like, if a show was set in St. Louis and they just always show the St. Louis arch in like <laughs> all all scenes taking place <laughs> in St. Louis. Like, no. Uh-uh. But, you know, <laughs> look, um, so the before we get to Seattle, uh, Max gets a pizza delivery and oh, this is it, is a, it is a fish pizza, P-U. Uh, it's a fish pizza that has anchovies, clams, oysters and sardines as toppings. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard pause, hard pause. It only has anchovies on it. Oh, it's, yes. Th- oh, they absolutely. Say, they say oh. that it has all these other things on it. It's a seafood pizza. It's just an anchovy pizza when they open the box. I was visibly upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a real that was that was dumb. I'm going to say dumb. it. I'm not afraid to say it. That was fucking dumb. You're well, so can, are you are, so you 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 feel confident you can tell the difference between sardines and anchovies? Yeah. They could have been either one, but there were no could clams be. and oysters. But they would be under the cheese, wouldn't they? Although they'd fall right off. No, are you okay? What? Are you suggesting- I'm, de- I'm defending the I'm defending the pizza, man. Uh, is this, is this, hey, Somebody's got to be here to pod- speak on the hey, pizza behalf. This is not a pizza podcast. <laughs> this is a cartoon podcast. I'm telling you right now, those animators didn't draw no clams. Yeah, that's fair. Rory's the pizza Lorax. <laughs> 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 I speak for the Zaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what the pizza did have, well, all these little guys were spelling out a a few words for Max to see, and I guess the goal was uh, a Virgil wanted Max to not eat the pizza before. It's he a pretty, read it's a pizza. pretty good 2019 takedown when, when Virgil reveals. <laughs> His his plan with the disgusting pizza, yeah. Uh, but instead of Max, Max reads right. the reads the incantation that's spelled with anchovies on top of his pizza. 
Yeah, it says and there's a portal at the school library. He's got to go. <laughs> He's got to go. Uh, Magical tracking hat that can get a portal anywhere, but this pizza gag was so important. Either that or the runtime was originally so short that they had <laughs> yeah, a, no port, a pizza <laughs> gag. Wild without phones, right? I mean, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't understand. Why does the chicken wizard, if he knows Max's home address, why doesn't he just show up at home? Yep, what is Max going is, on? Well, Max's parents were like super powerful archaeologists. I'm pretty sure they have like totems and things around the house that prevent them from happening. <laughs> uh, wording protections against chickens. There is a pizza loophole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you killed Dom. That, that damn pizza, <laughs> the damn pizza uh, loophole gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's how. Uh, yeah. So they they end up in the basement in Seattle uh, after getting you know, through the Seattle a, a library portal. Yeah, the basement of Seattle. They're in the Seattle Underground. No, they didn't. They, they don't know enough about Seattle. They know Seattle has the Space Needle, and that's as far <laughs> Apparently as apparently it's just crawling with spiders. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Not wrong. Not wrong. Um, and speaking of big spiders, they they immediately get to go see the first of these two big spiders that we will meet over the course of the episode. Uh, and it's the one that has built a spider web from the space needle down. And uh, in the in the cold open of this episode, where we watch civilians get iced hardcore by monsters, uh, this particular one has a helicopter fly straight into it, and then like the spider just like brutalizes the people inside the <laughs> just helicopter, gobbles them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, done. And Virgil was, does a little info yo. dump and tells us that a they're here to like save or like investigate the disappearance of a doctor who we later we've talked about being arachnoid the main sort of bad guy um dr kirby and then b yeah dr kirby and b they find out well dr kirby works for a man named mr face otis face <laughs> and otis face is one of the guys who is in the helicopter and so they realize like oh well maybe he can tell us where the doctor is if we go save him from this horrible spider and that like is the first action sequence of the episode so the spider is very, very spooky, but this one, this one is supposed to like, I don't, I don't know if you guys could tell the difference between the two spiders in terms of their size, but we're supposed to believe the second one is so much bigger than the first one, but I felt like they were kind of the they same. They seem comparable in size. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> For all their talk of a two story spider, I didn't get that. The problem <laughs> with the second spider is the second spider came through a sliding garage door. And I've yeah. never seen one of those large enough to be larger <laughs> than the first spider. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's right. writable. And at two stories, is we're approaching the size of a of a pretty large house of a writable spider. I, yeah, well, I feel like yeah. He doesn't like crowds. Uh, yeah so so max goes out like a so so norman is freaking out obviously because the spider is giant and so norman is not doing anything or jumping into action so max sort of has to like figure that out and he walks out onto the web like a big old hero and he makes his way to the helicopter he uh i don't know the the spider shows up and he turns on the helicopter and the the helicopter blades like cut up the uh yeah fucks him up yeah, and the spider like dies, like it falls and dies. Yeah, it and, gets it uh, gets goo, it gets gooped. Yeah, <laughs> goop comes out, green bloody goop comes out and covers Max. It's awful. 
Yeah, um, the whole thing was a little goop porny. Like it was a, uh, it was everything. Just, everything was just getting slimed. Everything was getting slimed. <laughs> My tastes have evolved above 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 hey, goop porn. Hey, you know, I love your new show, Mighty Max. But you know, speaking from you know producer to creator, do you think it's a little goop porny? <laughs> I, I think it's a little Swedish Swedish slime porn, like <laughs> <laughs> slime time live. <laughs> uh but the otis face uh is kind of like rambling madly after he's been sort of i don't know maybe blood sucked by the spider or something but he manages to give them enough information where they can go looking for uh for the doctor for dr uh dr kirby uh before being wheeled away by paramedics and so they i don't know we sort of essentially star wars wipe the whole search and then they find <laughs> this like uh sort of abandoned warehouse that the doctor supposedly is uh, probably being held and they go in there and this is when we learn that the doctor is actually uh sort of the villain um or maybe yeah. Rory, i want to i want to hear rory's justification for saying that he's maybe a hero but uh <laughs> i was talking about the texan oh you were talking about the texan oh, okay right. i thought maybe you were sort of on the side of the spiders and you thought that that sounded kind of dope and maybe you want eight legs um, <laughs> now, he's, a, he's a pretty typical villain he just wants and he's got the same the same basic uh motivations as our other sort of like mutated villains we've looked at he wants other people to be dope mutants like him which is i yeah. guess in his own way a hero uh, yeah. I also I love his classic Seattle Georgian accent. <laughs> he he sounds so like he's old. from like Louisiana or something. It's crazy. It's uh it's the voice is uh, is Rene Abrajanois, uh who bet, you may know as Star Odo Trek? Odo from Deep Space Nine, yes. Oh, uh, Boston okay. Legal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boston and Legal. Bo- <laughs> hey, Boston Legal's dope. But uh, you, you can't <laughs> William Shatner firing paintballs in the office. Is, uh, is an American pastime, my lord. He was also on Mash, um, but but yeah, it's it's him, and you can tell if you're listening. Uh, he has a really weirdly distinctive voice, even when trying to do this crazy accent. Is a natural Seattle accent. <laughs> you thought that was a giant spider? No, my friends, this is a giant spider. Yeah, I didn't get the vibe they were going for a Seattleite, but I didn't know what the affectation was supposed to mean. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. it was. It was. But it um, it, I, it really did lend to some fun line deliveries later. It was. It was <laughs> funny. True. He was so <laughs> funny. True. Yeah. To have this weird yeah, Cajun he... Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 so when when a daddy gambit and a mommy spider man follow me on, yeah, God. I go into his spider verse. I guess my uh, just just I would I kill mean, for a, for a Cajun spider man as one of the spider verse characters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I mean, just my question my question that I had coming out of this episode was: if your goal was to turn everybody else into spider people, why are you making giant spiders? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here comes the king of knowing how to make spiders. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I just like, do you need the venom? Like, and only giant spiders make enough venom? Like, wh- maybe why? there is his enforcers. Uh, well, he he is a uh, he 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 started with a more pure goal, where he yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. to turn everybody into like good spiders. And when he had to, when he was forced to experiment on himself, like every good villain is, he finds that his boss had like. Messed with his formula to make it a weapon so he could sell it for 
like as a some sort of you know sure, military, military industrial complex. And yeah. so, so now he's a mili- now he's like a militarized super spider soldier, yeah. which was a lot of content <laughs> sort of like dumped on the floor and left there. Uh-huh. But kind of interesting if you pick up the pieces in the right order. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. Max Max had one quip that I I did enjoy where they go in and and it's like oh you must be Doctor Kirby and he's like ah I see you've heard of me and Max goes actually I hadn't heard of you until like a couple hours ago yeah <laughs> and I liked it it was a good uh, 1993 takedown um, yeah but yeah there's, there's uh, no Wikipedia no. Nah. But they they do. Yeah, I'm a child. Uh, why, why on earth would I know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. Uh, yeah, Max has to save the day again because Norman can't do it. Uh, this is the sort of two out of the three. You know, when we ring the bell three times, and uh, they they go running. The spider. There's like the second spider that we mentioned. It chases them across town. There's like a whole big action sequence where uh, where Norman really chokes here and max like just goes and takes norman's sword and finishes the job but to max's credit i will say and i'm not trying to just like be the max apologist over here in my corner but he doesn't give norman shit like look i'm a kid and i did it like what are you doing what's wrong with you he doesn't do any of that he's just like he saves the day and norman is clearly looking ashamed and he's like cool let's go do the next thing he doesn't bother Mm -hmm. to take that moment that i think most other of these you know, Presley Carnivans maybe, out there. Yeah, a Zip done. Zoolander maybe might, yeah. uh, <laughs> might whine and gloat. These these hunter steals of the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no, Max is, is pretty relatively chill, um, which I appreciate. Um, so after this like fire hydrant scene with the and getting rid of this big spider, do they go to Hanford? Do we think they thought that much into it? Because they show they up at it... a nuclear plant. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they thought that far, but I mean, canonically, they would have to be Hanford. I think. I don't think yeah. there's a nearer nuclear reactor or <laughs> nuclear power plant. Don't you know about Seattle. the great Seattle plant that is in old <laughs> Seattle that was here in 1991? It's, right. it's where they put. It's where they. It's where we where we forged the Rainier R. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why it. Glo- that's why it's glowed for 30 years. Uh huh. Yeah, that's and where Johnny Starbuck brewed the first coffee. I think Bezos sort of formed from the from the slime. <laughs> but yeah, they go to a nuclear power plant because they want to track down. Well, there have been some robberies, I guess, in the news Ugh. and just uh, whatever. Get us to the next scene. Mighty Max. Yeah. God yeah. damn it. Well, I, don't <laughs> need this. I don't need him to read a newspaper to give a justification for why they end up at a nuclear power plant. Yeah, they get sort of there. Encyclopedia Brown, a, the, a, a the... logical way that he would be at a at a uh, <laughs> power plant. So they go there, whatever, and that's where Doctor Spiders is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's got a name, um, but Doctor Spiders is there, and he wraps them all up in webs. And they got escape. Um, My favorite thing that happened in either of these two episodes is that obviously, you know, there's a little more nonsense. Uh, Norman finally snaps out of his funk and and fights back against a spider. But in the midst of all of this, uh, Dr. Kirby, a.k.a. Arachnoid, as he now wants to be called, uh, falls into a vat of like bubbling, boiling spider venom. Spider juice. Yeah. 
And when he comes back out, he's gone from like half man, half spider to 95% spider, except for the slightly uncomfortably human face on the front. <laughs> Facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Kirby. Dr. Kirby is no more. I am arachnoid. <laughs> Climbs out <laughs> and he's spider. like twiddling his long spider limbs and it's just so beautiful. And he's hideous and he's so happy. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like finally I've ascended. Yeah, he's living his best life. Do you think he ever like for Halloween would dress up as a spider and look in the mirror and sigh and just say someday? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do. Well, now today's that day. He's a full hot spider. Um <laughs> and how do they even I don't even remember how they save the day. Uh um, Norman stabs the spider through the belly. And he's yeah. like, you're oh, not that scary. And that's how they do it. And then the plant explodes because uh, Virgil drops some another bit of random just information where he's like, I'm worried about all the chemicals and the electricity exploding. Yeah, all, the, and then they all, run. all the chemicals you've been throwing around this all. Of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like they, then, they use they use so many weird avenues to get exposition out to get to the next scene when they have chicken wizard there to be the brains <laughs> it is the most underutilized character that's totally because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because it's a 90s show aimed at young boys they completely underutilize the wisdom aspect of the triforce <laughs> uh-huh. yeah they definitely do especially that that sweet sweet tasty voice of tony J. Uh, let's not let's not oversell how let's not make the guy too cool he's still a nerd <laughs> <laughs> damn look you don't need wisdom when you're a teen that has an ogre and a chicken wizard for the best friends. You don't need it. You don't need it. First you can just off, take the ogre's sword and kick ass. Uh, they are kidnappers, not best friends. Those are grown <laughs> ass animals and yeah, they, people I mean, snatching Virgil a child. Like, Virgil's pizza that he sends at the beginning of this episode is basically a half step away from those like serial killer notes where they cut magazine letters out. It's like... It's like, you know, bring the money or I'll whatever. Yeah, it's like, there's a portal in the question library. for Max is like, do you just do everything a pizza tells you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let it me ask like you two questions. Really easy way to, to screw with him is like, you can do some weird thing and he'll just assume it's Virgil and go. <laughs> oh, God. But let me, let me ask you the real question. Have you ever not listened to your pizza? <laughs> I ate no. an entire pizza just before we recorded and it's it's awful right now. <laughs> so, but you're still listening. That's I'm the important st- yeah, part. yeah. I still love pizza. Um, <laughs> let's let's, yep. let's well, talk before, about the final scene. The sailor the, says. Uh, the sailor says at the end here. Yeah. Um, where the the existentially horrifying tidbit we get from this is that spiders can survive <laughs> in outer space. space. <laughs> put a spider into space and they <laughs> and it said won't it with die. the confidence of uh that we had done it and i don't think we've done it yeah i oh, don't we, think we've sent spiders to space. We've, taken, we've taken spiders to space mostly because we wanted to see wh- how they would spin their webs without gravity did oh. we oh. yeah we, we've taken spiders to space to see what they're capable of well wow. Damn, man. looks like looks like the boys over on saturday and tuesdays were just made we're just made egg on our faces by it. No, so no, it's okay. It. This is our this is our new segment. It's Dom t- Dom teaches us. It's Dom says 
I'm uh, a dad. So we, this is what I do. This is an <laughs> educational show now, and he he just he just taught us a thing or two, and now we can right, finally so go to the credits. I guess we have sent spiders to face, and they loved it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. <laughs> All right, Dom, what's your verdict? How do you feel? My verdict on this show on a five-star scale is a solid three. It is empty okay. calories. It is... Right, uh, it is uh, adjusting th- for how we've treated you in the past, do you still feel this is only a three out of five? Yeah, no, I, I mean... Yeah, I'm imagine the to, only I, cartoons I, that you'd ever if, seen were this, Spider Riders, and Fish uh, Police. Is this, uh, is this one, two, and three out of five, <laughs> respectively? <laughs> <laughs> no. If those are the only three cartoons I've ever seen, hold on, hold on. Those are the only. Th- this is a. This is a four out of five because uh, truly, truly, there's a lot of elements of this show that I really enjoy in better shows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally. There, there are a lot of things here, but I, I mean, this is the first one that you've given me that I have fan theories about. You will never take away that Mighty Max is Miss Frizzle's son. Like yeah, that no. is. <laughs> That is that is real no, that's life deeply to me. in there. Um and uh and and I feel like this could have been something that like I could I could I could drunkenly watch this with friends and make fun of it the entire time and have a great time and it wouldn't be a hate watch. Like yeah, three right. out of five empty calories. If your friends are eating a cheeseburger, you're eating rice cakes. Like that is the sure. show. <laughs> I now I I wonder if and this is this is purely speculative, uh if you know, when you're writing a kid's show like this and they have all the just kind of real groaners, uh, if there's some kind of joke quota from the from the fat cats up top, like, you know, kids mm. need, you know, because all I was curious about is like, if you cut the obvious groaners, let them have their fails. A jo- Like a joke that's set up and, and, and <sighs> sucks is, is fine. Take the groaners out of it. The, you know, it's not there's there was a lot of, I thought, pretty fun jokes. Pretty yeah. fun original comedy, and just l- yeah. letting it and allowing itself to be the butt of its own joke. Like we talked about the Wikipedia, we haven't mentioned it in this article yet, Dom. The Wikipedia oh. article for Norman is about a hundred adjectives about how great Norman is. Oh yeah, uh, and then the Chicken Wizard is silly, and they notice it. It's just I there. There's enough comedy here that I would have loved to see what it would do if it had just an ounce of. Uh, meteredness to, to, to if it just uh-huh. didn't do the obvious stinkers well there's also an episode later on that's apparently just entirely the thing just john carpenter's the thing like as a mighty max episode yeah <laughs> uh, um Ooh, and i just saw that movie at the cinerama the other day that was awesome at seattle's cinerama <laughs> <laughs> yeah um right by the space needle um <laughs> uh well thank you so much dom Honestly, yeah. for coming on, and this was a really fun show to do. Um, uh, it was no over the garden wall, but you know, no. uh, I, guess, I guess you <laughs> saved those shows for your real friends. No big deal. We didn't. Nobody, uh, nobody, nobody was allowed on. It like I yeah, said, your real friends. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Fucking shame. That's a 2019 takedown. Uh, but you, no, it was you, a lot of fun. Um, it was it was a good show. I watched a bunch of it. I got to say, there is a lot of fun still left in that show, but it does benefit from watching it in chronological order. There uh, is a build. There is a build to it, um, especially with how Max's family and how Max gets their powers and that kind of early dynamic. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but there are a bunch of other like 
major side characters that we haven't seen. There's like the main villain played by Tim Curry, who plays yeah. like a Skeletor man, uh, which, you know, I would like to like to see more of. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe another day. Maybe we can end up watching more Mighty Max someday. I wouldn't mm-hmm. hate that. As a parting thought, I want us all to think about how annoyed Nathan Cox is going to be that we got Dom on and we actually gave him a decent show and Nathan <laughs> is still wallowing in film. Yep. <laughs> He's not done yet. He's still serving his time. <laughs> still pushing that boulder up the hill. All right, everybody, that wraps up our Mighty Max special. Uh, special thanks again to Dom. Thank you so much, Dom, for coming on. You're a great guest as always. <laughs> oh, listen to that crowd. Listen to that amazing crowd. Loving Dom. Loving us. Little less, but mostly Dom uh, for being so great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's it. That's that's our fun stuff. That's uh, And that brings us to the middle part of where we tell you everything good you can do and where you can do it with us. So if you <laughs> want to do those things with us, you know. Uh, the easiest place, the easiest and most accessible place to do those is to just go straight to our website. That's going to be satamtuesdays.com. If you're a little bit more of like a Mark Team, Team Zuckerberg, if you like to hang out, with your, hang out with your best friend Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook... <laughs> We have a page just for you there where you can go look up Saturday Morning Tuesdays on Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. And if you feel like, you know, you're more interested in Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram, then you can also find us <laughs> over there. That's the 2019 there. Takedown. That's the 2019 Takedown Instagram, you sell out hacks. Uh, you can go over to Instagram where we're Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Uh, you can, we're on Twitter. We, uh, we have an Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's the, the name of this show. That's how you find it. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. Uh, next week, we're going to be starting a new arc. Uh, no spoilers, but if you are going to subscribe to Disney Plus, you're going to be pleased. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday. Yeah.